welcome to Life and Soul podcast with Kate Spencer and Emma T. The what? Trumpet. Oh, okay. I didn't know what she meant there. Sorry. Emma, how many times have we practiced that? I know. I was what just, a tit. I know. Anyway, so today we are going to be talking about what are you consuming? <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> so it's not just food, people. In the oh. main, I'm going to be talking about non-food. So <laughs> it's getting close to lunchtime here as well. So <clears throat> well, it's really only ten thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like lunchtime, though. Is it only ten thirty-five? Legit. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Snack time then. Yeah. Anyway, so. We are aware that uh, there are there are people that are feeling quite triggered and overwhelmed by what they are consuming in terms of media. Now, we had a discussion about this a while ago because I was in Emma's kitchen and we were we had the TV on in the background and this big triggery headline <laughs> came on the ticker tape on the bottom of the news and um, we were like, oh God, what is it? What is it? Turned it up, turned it up, turned it up totally immersed ourselves in fear and misery uh completely knocked ourselves off our perch ruined a couple of hours i would think <laughs> and guess what in the nicest possible way there was nothing we could do about what was going on and we're not saying that to minimize it because it's awful when bad stuff happens but what we want to highlight to you is you can choose what you consume now there's something classic about this as well with social media and facebook in particular seems to get a lot of um a lot of hammering with this and i've seen recently people saying they're gonna leave facebook because it's so triggering but here's the thing with any media so what you listen to if you don't like this for example what you listen to what you watch what you scroll what you click it's up to you you get to choose what that is. So if you know that you're going to find something especially triggering, then you can set your social media settings so that you don't see it. So say, for example, you've got a friend who um, is, you know, really invested in a political party or they're really invested in a cause. Say they're, they're a vegan or they're really invested in something to do with the environment uh, or you know whatever it is and they post a lot of stuff to do with whatever it is but you find it triggering then you're okay in dodging that it's allowed you're not being mean if you don't look at that in fact you're being very kind yourself and probably to the friendship as well so you can adjust your settings so that you don't see that so what do you think, Emma? I feel like I've rambled a bit, but you'll no, get no, the gist. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I do on Facebook sometimes is um, hide posts for 30 days. Kate is... What's really I'm funny... I'm pointing at the mic because Emma keeps turning her head away. What you can't see is Kate making a sort of bird-like beak shape <laughs> towards the mic. So yeah, you can snooze people, I think, for 30 days. You can unfollow people. You can limit posts. You, and all you mm-hmm. need to do is do a quick Google search and... I'll just look on YouTube for a video of how to do it. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, and this is nothing against like vegans or environmentalists or anything. I'm a vegetarian, but sometimes um, and we re- we both recycle. I know. You know what I mean. We we are mind. We live mindfully, but we don't want to see on a daily basis pictures. Uh, and you know, everyone is entitled to post what they want. 
and that's okay stay in your own lane we're not judging all we're doing is we're just thinking sometimes especially if you don't have a lot of resilience that's going to trigger me sure even pictures of a holiday a fabulous holiday mm. you know could be the trigger mm-hmm. it could be the animal rights thing it could be environmental it could be political it could it could be anything it could be somebody's new car it could be anything like that yeah absolutely um and what we're saying is rather than going to the extreme of i'm leaving social media especially if you need it and there's a, it's there's a way that you can use it positively positively in your life then it's a bit like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, isn't it? Unless you can filter it so that it works for you. And you can because all of the tools are there, but it's about being mindful in what you're consuming. I don't like horror films. I don't like anything to do with real-life murders, real crime, horror films. My kid loves them, so I will not be in the room when she's watching them because it triggers me. I get frightened. I don't like them. I can't sleep. I hate the sight of blood. I'm dead squeamish. So I choose, guess what? I choose not to watch that because it's not good for me because I'm an expert on me and I know that that freaks me out and I don't like it. So why would I put myself in a situation? I mean, what kind of crazy immersion type therapy is that? Locking myself in a room and turning the lights out and putting something on and turning it up really loud and scaring myself. All all that's going to do is frighten me, (laughs) lower my vibration, make me not sleep, make me a basket case. So, and other people react differently to other things. Why? Why are you doing it? I know, absolutely. And the other thing is, the really good thing about practicing boundaries and consuming on social media is that once you get savvy with that and you get used to it, it actually ripples out into real life as well. Mm. So we might that that might be the thing that pops into our head straight away. What are what are you consuming? Oh, the news and social media. What are you consuming? outside Mm. of the house with people with relationships oh wow gossip yeah people you don't really like that much that you've had to have an obligation negative thoughts yourself self-talk what are you what are you letting yourself say to yourself that's the type of consuming yeah wow i love that um so oh my my head's going got that popcorn thing going on so when we were talking about it with reference to the thing that was on the tv I said to Emma, you're not going to watch that on the TV and then think, right, that's it. TV's not for me. <laughs> Open those doors and chuck that TV out. Smash that bastard up. That's it. That's it. Me and TV are finished. We're done now because I saw something once that really upset me. So that's it. Because guess what you can do? You can turn it off or you can turn it over. There's options. Oh, I could just move my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it down, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, but there's options. You don't... There are things you have to consume. Water. Air. Air. (laughs) Love. Calories. (laughs) It's not even lunchtime. I know. So there are things you have to consume. Protein. (laughs) Vitamins. (laughs) But actually, you don't have to consume stuff that upsets you that rattles you that makes you that makes you angry so what would you say if somebody said haha but i'm in a situation where i am having to consume this for now how do i protect myself so we've talked about making probably easy choices Mm. simple and quick choices to not consume things 
But what if it was a situation where you really were stuck, <clears throat> legit, things weren't changing fast? How do you protect yourself when there's no option but to consume a bit so of So what kind of example are you thinking? Like if you worked in an office where it was quite negative and people were a bit bitchy, for example. Yeah, go with that one. Um, <clears throat> I think you could bubble yourself up before you went in. I know you're not too woo. Sometimes I am too woo for you. you. Um, but I believe in energy and all that jazz. Emma does selectively. She's a secret wooer. Really? You. you are woo curious. <laughs> <laughs> I identify as woo curious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Bubble up. So imagine a bubble of light around you. Uh, I would probably have some crystals in my pocket as well. And I would um, practice being boundary, not engaging in it. I would probably acknowledge it, but then I would, in a really kind um, and gracious way, make it known that I wasn't going to participate. And then I would seek to reinforce that boundary. So say, for example, I was once at a workshop years and years ago, and uh, it was there was about five or six people there, and they started talking about somebody that we all knew and saying some quite mean things about them. And everyone got involved in this conversation. And then when it went quiet, I, I just said, sort of quite quietly, I just said, that's not my experience of that person. But, you know, everyone's opinion's valid, but that's not my experience of that person. And, you know, I'm not really sure it's fair to um, not defend someone when they're not here. And I just said it like that, sort of in quite a kind way. And I didn't do it deliberately to make anyone squirm or anything, but that kind of drew the line that I wasn't going to engage in that. Did and it changed the conversation and they didn't mention it again. Did anyone speak to you for the rest of the day? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing. Because it's really yeah. brave to do that. It's really brave to do that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I could see that they did feel a bit uncomfortable, but I wasn't calling them out. I was just being in my truth. That wasn't my experience of that person. So, you know, I I, I heard what they said. I, you know, I acknowledged it. I said, oh, right, okay, well, that's definitely not my experience of that person, but I'm not saying it's not yours. But for me, you know, I probably would feel a bit uncomfortable about not defending them. For and sure. then I left it there. And that was um so that was a way of being boundaried in a situation where I could have sat there and had to absorb and, you know, consume, consume a lot more of that and I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. so, and I guess also as well, sometimes making a bit of an excuse and just physically removing yourself. Yeah. Um toilet break or extended <clears throat> lunch break or changing the subject as well. I think you're really good at this. You'll say Emeril sometimes say it's, a, family all it's a bit off topic, but and then she'll go in a totally different direction. What's like, your favourite animal? We can be talking about anything at all. Yeah, and she'll be she'll say it's a bit off topic, but and that changes the direction of but the conversation, it, and that's useful. Sometimes it's useful, and it can be quite funny as well. Sometimes it can. Humor's a great healer, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess we're talking about what you consume. It's loads of different things. It starts probably with social media with the news other things that we think of first then i guess uh, next i think of in my house how are people feeling what's the area like what's the space like mm. you know i feel at the minute my house is quite orderly and that yeah. you know well apart from the wardrobe um you know that i feel like i'm consuming good stuff in my house what do you feel like with that yeah i think that's definitely right and because you've just moved into this house 
you went through the process of getting rid of stuff you didn't want and bringing stuff in that you did want and then you went through the process of where does stuff belong I think when you've been somewhere a while you maybe aren't as mindful of that and that's Mm -hmm. something that people like me have been in my house five coming up to six years now Mm -hmm. that I could maybe have an audit on well what was interesting was like you say when I moved I did do this big audit packing and I did another one unpacking and every object I've got now that's out out on display means and feels something and I've put pictures in certain places and been really mindful this time. What do I want to see first thing when I wake up in the morning? And it's the lovely bird picture in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of the people that... One of the people that... Don't, <laughs> like we're a breed of people that I don't have pictures of my child in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to worry about that when I sleep. It's my couplesy space. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the lovely picture downstairs that you noticed yesterday. Because it makes me feel happy when I'm sitting in the lounge. And it's, it's an outdoorsy picture and... Every object I've got out now because I like it because I'm consuming the feeling or the thought. Mm. Like, you know what it's like to have shit that you don't want, that you've oh, been given. Definitely. Somebody in <laughs> Kate's life. Kate says we've got to be really careful and not out people. So I'll just <laughs> On the podcast. Somebody very close to Kate. <laughs> so close it could almost be <laughs> genetically close to Kate. Gives her a load of shit that she doesn't want. Kate's so red in the face now she might actually wet herself a little bit. Somebody that but, could be... No, no, I haven't outed them. It's fine. <laughs> the rules, okay? Somebody that could be so close to Kate they could be almost genetically close. Gives her a load of shit that she doesn't want. And it oh. irritates you every time you see it. So you consume the wrath of yeah. housing that thing. You consume the vibe of it though, don't you? But Just also... But also... <laughs> I think when you've been through, you know, it's no secret that I've been separated um, for a couple of years now as well. Joint stuff and stuff that did belong to, and still does belong to my ex that was lying around in my environment. I've packaged up. I know that they're going to be moving again soon. So I've packaged all of that up ready and I've taken it out of my immediate living space. So it's ready to hand over but it's not there all the time. So, and, and you're talk when you're talking about consuming that, you're talking about the energy of different sure. things, and the meaning that you give to things, and the vibration that they've got. So, yeah, I do probably need to do a little bit more decluttering. You see, I think, <laughs> I think you've got objects that don't spark joy, but are very difficult to let go of. You're totally, totally right. Yeah, this is this is one of those conversations of bit off topic, but... <laughs> well, do you know what one of the really fun things I did was, I have a teenager, and when we were doing the big physical stuff audit of moving, we hired a builder, Skip. I think it's something like 10 cubic yards or feet or whatever. Anyway, it's huge. You could fit like 15 people in it. And then some. And my daughter was struggling with a great big Ikea bag, which is like a kind of half-ton dumpy bag, if you don't know what an Ikea bag is. A half-ton dumpy bag of China dolls that she collected from the car boot sale, like for like a pound or whatever. And you could see her really struggling with the, I hate them, but there's so many of them and I feel overwhelmed. How can I let them go? 
And we did a little bit of research first, you know, they weren't particularly sought after, nobody wanted them, people on local selling pages couldn't, nobody wants them, okay, they were, they were no use. So I said to her, let's do something really fun, let's go down the skip and smash their faces <laughs> off the side of the skip and then they're broken and we have to throw them out. Because she That's felt so, mad. That is mad. We got them by the little pleather shoes <laughs> and we sort of swung them because she That's was struggling. Quite cathartic. Well, it was, Kate, because it symbolised having stuff and, and uh, you know, it sounds wasteful and stuff, but they were knackered anyway. Nobody wanted them. I'm totally into recycling and stuff, but these dolls symbolise so much more than the one pound spent at the car boot sale. You know, and it's like I said to you, I was in I was in Kate's house recently and I said, well, why have you got this <laughs> brush? And she said, because somebody close to me <laughs> bought it and gave it me and I said but you don't I can tell by your face and your body language and every inch and fibre of your being that you really don't want this toilet brush and I said let's just throw it out the bathroom window no no you can't do that you can't do that and I just thought the flying toilet brush would have been hilarious no no that's not good no no I'm not going to be can we make another one called the flying toilet brush well what's it going to be about well, Other than the toilet brush, that's it. You've done it now. Oh, okay. You could call this one the flying toilet brush. <laughs> it would probably get people clicking through just for curiosity. The Hopefully they've hung on long enough to get to this part. I know. If you have, well done. The, <laughs> sh- the shit cart and the flying toilet brush. So yeah. any sort of last thoughts, Kate? Because we know Academy <clears throat> people, the tribesters, will know of the shit cart. New people to you or that aren't in your life and soul academy won't know of the shit card. Quick wrap up of key points. <laughs> we were talking about what we were consuming. Oh not shit! The shit card. Oh my fucking god! I've <laughs> oh, no. still on the last podcast. Oh no! no oh it's shit! Okay, don't worry, don't worry. No. Oh, okay. So if I'm you sorry. are interested in the shit card. <laughs> You need to go back and listen to the podcast called The Shit Cart because it's brilliant. But this is about what you are consuming. So in terms of... (laughs) She's getting hungry now, I think, so we're going to have to wrap up anyway. So in the main, we were talking about stuff like what's on TV, podcasts, what you're listening to, what you're looking at, what you're hearing, what you're watching and how it can either be positive or how it can steal your energy and be negative and that you get a choice. You can actually choose what it is so you can set your social media settings so that you snooze people, so that you unfollow people. You can unfollow people on Facebook and still be their friend but it means that their stuff's not going to show up in your feed. Um, And be responsible with yourself. Look after yourself. This is self-care. You don't have to... If you were going to read a book and, you know, chapter one, two and three were really triggery and scary and you weren't enjoying it, you wouldn't finish the book. They say I've got to be honest, I would. <laughs> oh, she's absolutely Because I'm paid for the book <laughs> and I'm furiously frugal. <laughs> but maybe that's another podcast. But I would probably challenge myself to keep going. Yeah, most people wouldn't continue reading it because they would identify that it wasn't good for them. So when you think about what you're consuming... Ask what it's doing to you. How is it making you feel? If it's positive, great. If it's negative, what can you do about it? And you do not need to throw your TV out <laughs> just because there's something on it once that triggers you. So, Absolutely. yeah. 
and you don't need to necessarily leave social media platforms because they are triggering you. You can use your settings or you can um, use unfollow and other things to to make it a more comfortable and productive and positive online space for you. And you can teach your kids how to do that as well. I concur. Right. (laughs) Coffee time. So do you want to try and wrap this up properly now? Consuming? No, No, not really. Not really. So we've, yeah, well, you've just done the wrap up. Okay, so that's goodbye from Kate. (laughs) And goodbye from Emma the Trumpet. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.